0: The Omnibus, July 18th. The wall is lined with books. There is no way I can ever hope to get through these stories all in my life, but I can surely try to read some of them. The list is long, and after some time I decide that I will read only a hundred pages of a certain book and then decide if it is worth continuing or not. Books of under a hundred pages, I will read a quarter, and then decide. In this way, I can go through many books in a single idle afternoon. It's a cheerful room, with good light, a bright, albeit creaky, chandelier, and a pot of tea always at arm's length. The wall is tall and strong and long. After I finish reading a certain book, I build a small fire and toss it in. The good ones I send down the road to the library, where they might put them on the shelves, or they might throw them into a fire of their own over there as well. Anyway, I have stopped going to the library since I inherited this house and its wealth of literature, so I don't care what they do with their books. If I should come across a book that I've read before, I put it on a separate shelf of books that I hope to one day gift to my grandchildren, as well as my personal library of rare and especially influential books that I keep in the other room. Before long, I come across a book that seems to be a diary of sorts, or perhaps it's a journal. I couldn't really be sure what it was, since it seems to be more like a personal memoir. The writer never refers to his or her name throughout the whole story, and never writes in the first person, although all of the matters concerned are written on a very personal level. Yes that's right, it has the style of a journal, but it feels like a diary or a memoir. The dates seem to be quite recent. I have no idea how this book could have come into the collection of a man who only collected old novels. The book concerns the life of a person called a man. The first name is not given and the family name is spelled M-A-N-N. It starts off on the day that A-Man is born, records the weather and how he is feeling. Each day after that, there is a short note that describes what A-Man did that day, what he ate, what the weather was like, and mention is made of a father, a mother, a brother, and a sister. While I am reading over the course of this sunny afternoon, years go by in an hour or so, day after board day described, and I am contemplating abandoning this book to the fire when a remarkable thing happens. The events, portrayed in the third year of the life of Amen, converge with my very own earliest memories. There is the incident at the pond. There is the death of a beloved uncle and the new puppy. There is the first day of kindergarten and the broken wrist, the loss of five teeth on the same day, and the digestion of a marble and a bar of soap. I recheck the first day of the journal and realize that it is actually the same day as my own birth date. I begin to read with a new interest. The resemblance to events of my own life are eerie and I find myself transfixed. I cannot stop reading, not even for the life of me. Everything is so accurate that I can scarcely believe what I am looking at. My hands are trembling. As I finish the first volume, I scramble around the bookshelf until I find the next volume. There are five in total. I fly through years of my life. It is all as it had been originally. I fly through the pages until I finally get to the entry for yesterday. It is a perfect summary of the day I had just lived, from morning to night, and the journal entry has mentioned everything that had just taken place. The sun has set before I notice that the room is dark. I set the book aside and stand up to turn the lights. I need a strong drink. So I pour myself a whiskey, which I finish in a gulp. Has my life become insane? Am I the inhabitant of a book of oriental horror? It is at that moment that I realize that the book is not finished, and there are many more pages to read, even though I have almost come up to the present day. If I read the journal any further, for example, the entry for that very day, I will move from reading about my past to reading about my future. I stop and wonder if I really want to know about my future. I reread some of the pages that I have just devoured and wonder more about what I should do about it. As I approach today's journal entry, I let my inertia carry me over the edge as it spills into the future. I read about this day's breakfast, the day in the library, and the important discovery. What it then says is that, in the evening, the chandelier falls on me and crushes my head. That moment, I hear a sound and look up. The chandelier has come loose and is crashing down. I don't have time to move! Months go by, and I cannot even enter the library. My hand is healed, but my nerves haven't. I look at the journal and worry about what it will tell me. I pick it up and read about my month. All of it is true. I come to yesterday's entry, which I slowly begin to read. Somehow, I'm impelled to read for that day. Nothing is amiss. I read on about the next two, three days. Eventually, I find an entry that my sister has died. Oh no! Does this mean that she will die on the day that the book is described? I slam the book shut and set about writing her letter. Three days later, I get the news by telegram that my sister, indeed, has died. After the funeral, the first thing I do is go to the library and read on the book. I must know what will happen. I catch up to that day, and it is the last in the journal. Feeling the coldest of chills, I cast the book into the fire. That night, I cannot sleep. I drift off sometime around dawn, but I'm awoken to the smell of smoke. Smoke.